You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Welcome to Cannon Fodder, a behind-the-scenes look at the Glass Cannon Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Cannon Fodder. It is Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023, and I'm your old pal, Joey O'Brien. And I'm Troy. Let's go, LaValle! Beer o'clock, bro! Oh, this is going to be good. How about a little... Uh... Oh, let me get let me get in on that. Oh, oh yeah! Oh, there she is! <laughs> oh! oh! A little, little click. Re- hey, ho! Oh. Everybody, you are... Uh... <laughs> Honestly, this is kind of rude. You're interrupting happy hour here at Glass Cannon Studios. Yeah, we're here. We're here in person after a long day of Gatewalkers recording. Oh, man. Couple yeah. long days. Couple of long days. A lot of Fs. Man, getting into the story. Can't talk about it at all, <laughs> which is which is sad and rough. Uh, but we got plenty else to talk about. It's going to be awesome. And we said we got to sit down and record a FOD. How about an ice cold brew like the old days of the FOD? Yep. It's uh, it's happy hour, like you said. It's four o'clock. We're recording this at four o'clock on a Tuesday, and that's happy hour here in the power zone. <laughs> <laughs> I waited till you were taking a sip so you would choke. He was making these power zone jokes while we were doing sound check. Like, Welcome to the power zone. We don't have a name for the new studio. We had the attic, and then we had the the, the sex dungeon or the dungeon. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so I just said this one's called the power zone. The power zone. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's actually, it's great to be chilling here with you, doing a little FOD, yeah. uh, having a little end of the day beer, which is great, but it's also kind of sad because all our friends left. All our friends, you they know? got out of here real fast. <laughs> yeah, like we were, <laughs> we were playing with everybody and we were like, hey, does anybody want to stick around and do a little FOD? And it was like, ah, p- see ya, gotta go, bye. Uh, <laughs> I just heard the door close. I think I, I think I have a taxi downstairs. <laughs> uh, everybody pieced on out. The lights are now all on. The stage lights are off. Uh, the air conditioning is off. Oh, yeah, I forgot about and, that. And yeah, it's just, uh, it's just us now and our old pal, McD on the ones and twos. McD's working the audio. McD, thank you so much for working the audio. This is awesome. You uh, um, you came back from the store and you handed him a six pack of Yingling, <laughs> and then we're drinking some other half green city. So like we're just having a great time. What a what a silly job we. What have. a ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous job. I saw an old friend of mine yesterday, a friend from college, uh, physically old. Uh, no, she's younger than I am. Okay. But we were uh, really close in college because she was uh, on the speech team with me. Mm-hmm. So we were competitors together. And she uh, is an attorney in Philadelphia and uh, had a case where she had to come to my neighborhood in Cranford to my municipal court, which is wild. She was like, do you want to meet up for a coffee after? I was like, sure. So uh, we met up for a coffee and she's like, so how's your job? And I'm just like... I wouldn't call it a job uh, compared to you who like just got out of a case, you know, uh, so it, it is it is rather strange to oh, also like, you know, she is uh, dressed to the nines in like a suit and everything. And I just roll up in like uh, T-shirt shorts. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I'm thinking in like a year and a half, maybe two years, I'm going to be I want to do suit every day. Suit every day. Full three piece suit uh, <laughs> on the road. Like I want to come out while all you guys are dressed like schlubs suit. It's Every, the best. I, I've always wanted to be a suit guy. My wife laughs at me. She's like, you've never taken your hat off in the uh, 12 years that we've known each other. Suit guys are the best. I love, uh, like, what I want to do is full uh, on, you know, we're in NFL training camp right now. So I, I got NFL on the brain. Yeah. I want to walk into these venues full on NFL style. Three suit. Oh, big <laughs> headphones pads on. And a helmet. You know, just carrying kind of like a man purse that yeah. has like only the things I need, like for that night. And, uh, like and $1,500 like Louis Vuitton. Sunglasses at, you know, eight o'clock at night and just like walking up the street to the venue, cameras following me everywhere. Dude, we could make that mandatory. That's what they do in the NBA. It's like, guys, I'm sorry. We're, we're changing the dress code now. Backstage, you need to be like, Dressed to the nines. Yeah. yeah. How badass would we look if we all rolled out on that stage in suits? Dude, we're so close to having our own individual camera person following around, following us around uh, every second of the day. That's how you make content. Man. <laughs> That's how you make content. Uh, well, speaking of content, yeah, we got a juicy FOD for today. Lots to talk about. We're going to talk about what we did today, which is going to be great. We're going to talk about this Friday, in which uh, is the first time 
Everybody's going to get uh, the real deep mechanical insight into the new characters for Campaign 2 for Gatewalkers. This Friday, Session Zero, we're going to talk about that. Also, some updates to Twitch are coming. We'll talk about that. Uh, We got some tour updates, a new show on sale, tickets released for a sold-out show. I mean, this is just phenomenal. And then, of course, uh, I'd love to do a little debate sesh for We Are Stupid as we look back at SideQuest Side Sesh Episode 10. Little uh, We Are Stupid Dip! Little We Are Stupid Dip! But we, um, you know, you said we couldn't talk about what we've been up to, but I think we could talk a little bit about it because it's it's pretty exciting. All right, I, I think it's very exciting. It's all I want to talk about. <laughs> I am forced to talk about the tour. I have no interest right now. <laughs> I want to talk about gay walkers nonstop. Uh, you know what's funny too? I saw a comment somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but someone would be like, somebody was like. I wish they would just shut up about gatewalkers. I'm so tired of hearing somebody about it. Somebody said that? Yeah, somebody <laughs> said that. And I get it. You know, like you're hearing a lot and you're not seeing anything. Right. It's kind of like, give it a rest. Um, but to be honest, it's just been such a huge part of our every day for the last four or five solid months that uh, it being this close to being shared with everybody is very exciting. And us being now deep into actual recording is so exciting. So, yeah, talk to me about today. What did you well, think about today? I mean, today, let me, let me go back even further to the state of the pod i mean people are fired up the videos yeah. that i mean state of the pod had a great audience you could tell people were excited about that i did a little q a afterwards on the discord then we dropped those videos each individual like hangout session uh with uh, me and all of the performers talking about their character those videos exploded exploded on youtube they've got about fifteen thousand views each so you could tell people are hungry for it so while this one uh dude is like, i'm tired of gatewalkers i think they're tired of like hearing about it and not seeing also anything. i saw that comment like two months ago yeah you know now, I mean? it wasn't like while the content is imminent it was when you and i were on fodder being like we're so excited for gatewalkers yeah uh yeah but now it, now it's here you teeth know? are floating and, because so. we're, we're dropping stuff and i think you're going to see that again when when session zero comes out this friday which we'll talk about in a second but you know, behind the scenes, while we had recorded episode one, I don't know, that was pre-Gen Con. Pre-Gen Con. Right? Pre-Gen Con. There was a break. I don't think we had recorded two or three yet. No, it, it, last week. We recorded episode two last week after Gen Con. Episode two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. <laughs> we, yeah. We have been in the studio a lot over the past week and a half because of vacations and schedules. It just so happened that, like, we're getting into the groove. We want to get... Uh, a bunch under our belt before the premiere on September 14th. And so we've just been at it and wow, it feels like we're, it feels like we're fucking in it now. We're in a new campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. And uh, I look forward to going back over it, you know, on the FOD when it's released. You and I have talked a lot about this. Uh, the new show is going to be on YouTube. It's going to really premiere on YouTube yep. on Thursday nights, starting September 14th. And, there's going to be a, a video cannon fodder companion, yeah. right? That's the plan. Cannon fodder is going to move to video as well. Um, we're still figuring out the kind of nuts and bolts of how that's going to work. I, I don't think it's going to be live. Uh, that really, we, we can't commit to that schedule right now. I wish we could, um, you know, call in and take callers. Uh, but I think the plan is for that to be live. Uh, not live, <laughs> not be live. I think the <laughs> literally plan, the exact opposite of what you just said. It's not going to be live, but I think the plan is it's going to be live. <laughs> No, uh, the plan is for it to be a video uh, show as well as a podcast that will drop on the same day, whereas the the Glass Cannon podcast is now going to be You mean the same day fodder drops now? The same day fodder drops now, whereas GCP uh, is going to drop on Fridays now. So you can watch the the premiere at 8 o'clock, and if you miss the premiere, the VOD will be straight to YouTube, and then the podcast will drop Friday at midnight on the East Coast. Um, and then you'll have a couple days to digest it before you and I hop on the video and really talk about mechanics and everything else along with yeah our feelings of the, yeah the the episode the session you know what we remember all that stuff um, so we'll be talking all about it again in great detail but suffice to say right now we're just on cloud nine yeah uh, being in this room playing with this group playing gatewalkers it's awesome. Sat- so we were in here Saturday. It was our first Saturday recording. Yeah. We're going to be in like one Saturday a month is kind of the plan right now. And we, we had a – it was about a nine-hour day we were here. And it was it was the best. I texted you guys later that night because I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I try to tell Sam when I get home. I'll be like, let me tell you all the things that happened. And I could tell she's like – she's excited for me but just can't she, – she wasn't there. She can't, doesn't have no idea what the hell's yeah. going on. So I texted you guys. I'm like, that to me 
what we did on Saturday, it just felt like the old days. Yeah. It just felt Closest like had, the yeah. old days. And we haven't had that feeling in a long time. And so I think uh, the audience is going to feel that as well. Hopefully people that have maybe uh, moved on or taken a break from uh, the glass cannon will, will flock back to our banner because it's it, it, it feels like the old days again. Yeah. So great to be in the room with everybody and to uh, just, you know, feel those reactions immediate, you know, the way that the, the comedy rolls out and everything. And then also, you know, not to... Uh, delve into sponsorships too much but the sponsors that have helped us put this on you know their tools are awesome and that is changing our game too Mm -hmm. it's immersing us in a way that we haven't necessarily been before uh we have access to and look honestly the whole landscape of digital tools for rpg gamers has changed a ton since 2015 oh my god and so we are experiencing that really for the first time all together and it's just elevating the whole game it's making everything so much more fun for us so yeah, I mean, I'm so jazzed up about Foundry. Foundry has been a revelation for me. And, and like I said, I've been using it for a while now, but not actually playing with it until we did Side Quest Side Sesh. I was just like sitting there masturbating with it, as one would say. As Yeah, as is tradition. When you're playing with it by yourself, you're just masturbating with that digital tool. <laughs> right. uh, but it's nice to like finally get in there and see you guys get wowed by the things that I've been excited to show you. I mean, we really got to jump into it in an episode that we recorded. I know, and today. I can't say anything. You can't say anything, but like... It, to see it work the way that I intended it to work. And now I'm also feeling a lot more confident behind the scenes in my prep to kind of play around with the maps the because the, the, there's some stuff on the maps. I'm like, ah, I don't care for what they did here. I'm going to change it. Like I feel a lot more confident with the tools and I'm gaining confidence by the day. And I'm seeing you guys do the same thing with Demiplane. Demiplane is just changing the game uh, in terms of how you interact with your uh, character creation software. And then, of course, we get our beautiful dice, which uh, for some people today were rolling really, really well. <laughs> I'm spoiling. I'm yeah, spoiling too exactly. much. Exactly. I don't want to say too much, but it was just one of those sessions in general where it was really one-sided and then the momentum shifted and you could feel it and the die shifted with the momentum. <laughs> Horrifying. Uh but wow, what a what an awesome what an awesome day. All right. Let's talk about uh campaign 2 session 0. Goodness. What are you talking about? What? We released character videos. We've already met the characters. There were five session zeros. There were. What is this? It is time to start getting into the nuts and bolts of the Pathfinder 2E mechanics. Okay. We are jumping on. I mean, we recorded this a while ago as well because we we needed to. Uh, We are jumping on to Demiplane, and we are building the characters mechanically. Okay, what skills are you rocking? What skills are you rocking? All right, what bonuses do you get to your class? What We really dive into the the nitty-gritty. It's going to be a nice, chunky episode where you're going to get Plenty of bant, plenty of conversation. Now, all of us together, instead of just the one-on-one with me and one of the performers, you're getting all of us together talking about the excitement and characters and then diving into the straight-up mechanics, which, you know, mechanics nerds will love it. But I think even if you're not into the game, you'll find it very interesting because the characters start to take shape when you see what they're good at and what they excel at. And also uh, understand this was the first time every other player heard anything about the other characters. That's right. Nobody saw everybody else's character video before this session mm-hmm. zero. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time we're starting to build the party. And I believe, not 100% sure, but I believe, I may be speaking only for myself, um, <laughs> you'll see changes from the initial concept that was delivered in the character intro video to what ends up happening in session zero, there there are adjustments that are made once you see what the other characters are, yeah. what they're putting their points in. Maybe you wanted to shift this concept or that a little bit. Overall, um, I think ancestry and class across the board, they're all the same. Big, big decisions like that. Yeah. But the way that you kind of built it, I know I made changes after uh, hearing everybody's character, which you know is it's like I can't not. Uh, I obsess <laughs> over everybody's character and how it, it should all fit together. So, yeah, that's what, that's what Session Zero is, and you're going to see that live on Twitch this Friday, which is freaking yeah. great. I remember when we finished recording it being like, that was a lot of fun, and they're going to fucking love it. Yeah. So that, that'll I be hope out. they do. That'll be out. That's going to be on Twitch, and that'll be the last sort of uh, Gatewalkers-related content, Campaign 2-related content that'll be on Twitch, because when the show launches on Thursday, September 14th, that's on YouTube. Um, but speaking of Twitch, we got something else we're cooking up. Yeah, speaking of Twitch, another exciting change coming this Friday uh, to Twitch. Uh, for those of you that may uh, want to watch this um, character creation session, this session zero, but our not going to be able to make it live for those of you that have been wanting to check out uh glass cannon labs uh the several glass cannon labs we've done over the course of this year 
We are, uh, and this is, by the way, uh, spearheaded by McD, I should say, who is uh, our community manager, really focused on community, and felt that this would be a really great time to uh, to share some of this content with uh, members of the nation that are not able to see it live or on a regular basis. And so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, uh, McDee, but I believe as of this Friday, we are going to remove uh, VOD restrictions from our Twitch channel and allow anybody through the remainder of this year, uh, anyone can view our VODs on Twitch. Yeah, that's the plan. You know, it was a couple weeks ago I was looking at our Gen Con content, because I like to see like where our video, our VODs are faring compared to other videos in the Pathfinder category, in the tabletop category, or anything else that we like lock into a specific category. I like to see where do our VODs land? Because after Gen Con, all of our videos were like flooding the internet. And that helps us, I mean, flooding the sort of like top video videos on demand. And so that helps, you know, as people are like, oh, what are the, the top videos? Oh, wow, a lot of stuff from the, who, who's the Glass Cannon Network? We hope that we attract people that way. But I noticed that there were people that had videos with more views than us and uh, and sometimes that happens that happens a lot actually there's european people we never heard of other podcasts i'm like i've never heard of this show and i think one of the reasons because of that this came up in a, one of our monday meetings is because we locked the vod's and the reason we do that is we're just trying to incentivize subscribers to our twitch you get a lot of other benefits as a twitch subscriber and if you have amazon prime you can get it for free if you choose to use it uh on our channel but like we want to make sure those benefits are there because the twitch revenue is a nice source of revenue for us it helps us bring on more, more employees and grow um, but at the same time we think that we could be inhibiting growth by keeping the VODs locked. So it's a real tough line to tread. So what we're going to do is we're going to unlock it between uh, you know Friday and the end of the year and really use it as an experiment and see. And so those glass cannon labs are only available, like you said, as VODs. Those are all going to be unlocked. And you can go back and watch every single one that we've done all year because we made highlights of those videos so they didn't disappear after the 30, 60-day window. Uh, anyone can go on there. And I think... Uh, I think it'll be an interesting experience. And so to counter that, we're also going to try and do some cool things for subscribers because we still want people to subscribe. We just don't want we, – we'd love to be in a world where we don't have to keep the VODs restricted. Yeah, I think that there's – what we're talking about internally here is doing some really interesting and fun stuff for subscribers on Twitch that really connects with them in a way that um, – premiering these episodes, these pre-recorded episodes, does not necessarily interact with the live chat in a way that we like to. And even Glass Cannon Labs, I absolutely love it, and I love doing it live, and I love that there's people there. But I, look, I've run a bunch of games of Alien on that, uh, in addition to uh, Sim Simbarum. Uh, you can't interact with the chat while you're trying to run that game. It, it, you know what I mean? There's just so much going on, and uh, you know. so I wish we could do it a little bit more. So what we're thinking of is some content ideas that we're kicking around that are just not TTRPG, super intense, take your, uh, your focus away from the audience kind of stuff. And what could we do on that channel that has a little bit more interaction with people? And so that's what we're going to be looking to experiment with uh, through the rest of the year. So keep an ear out on the FOD for more info about that. And get excited to start complaining about how you won't have access to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a catch twenty two. It, it is a catch twenty two. But I applaud McD for pushing this. I think that it's great for our community to be able to get access to our TTRPG content without uh, having to subscribe to it if it's you know financially too difficult for them. I I, I would love to share that content with them. And um, yeah, like if we could unlock this for our Patreon subscribers, we would. If there was any sort of functionality that would absolutely be an available tier, it's just right now that functionality isn't, doesn't exist. But at the same time, we can't just hemorrhage all of the Twitch revenue because it, it does help us. It pays salaries. Here. Yeah, you it, know, it, it pays it does. pays for the people that work here, and so it's very very important to um, you know maintain that as much as possible. So if you are a Twitch subscriber or a very loyal subscriber, we appreciate you so much. We're not saying that uh, yeah we don't need that anymore. Like that is not at all where we're at what we are saying is we want to try to think of something that's going to be even more specifically geared to, to something you would enjoy and so yeah that's what we're going to keep thinking about and uh, and we'll be back to you when we have more on that but as of this friday vod's will be unlocked so go ahead and check out glass cannon labs if you haven't before check out campaign two session zero if you miss it yes uh, and, it, and then which will hit youtube and podcast a week later so there's going to be a week for for this one i can't wait a week Troy. i know so now you'll be able to listen to it but the the podcast will hit the GCP podcast feed the following Friday, mm -hmm. and the video will hit YouTube. So you'll get to see it either way, but if you just can't wait for that video. But dude, you know, for my money, like, there's nothing better than... 
I like if if Labs was on YouTube, I would not enjoy it as much as watching the Twitch VOD because I love being able to see the chat replay as yeah. well. Like that whole audience being there and reacting live to things is a huge part of it. And so I can't wait to see what people are going to have to say about Session Zero. Like yeah. I cannot wait Good to see. And so uh, actually my wife is just like, save Friday night, uh, I want to do something. And I was like, cool. <laughs> instead of instead of saying what I really wanted to say, which is like I'm not doing that, I'm going to watch this. But I know that like whatever we put together, she's going to go to bed at like nine o'clock. So You're I'm just going to like immediately slip away and just like hang out with people watching <laughs> Session Zero because I'm so excited. I lurk constantly, but I'm lurking under the glass cannon because I don't have. I, I probably have a tour of the Valley Twitch, but I, don't, I never. It's a perfect work because you are a lurker. I just you lurk don't and I you watch. don't just hang out with people. You lurk. Well, I just you creepy. guys have your own Twitch channels. I would have to. Log out of the glass cannon one. It's such a pain in the penis to re-log no, back you in. You do Chrome profiles, man. I, you guys have been trying to push Chrome profiles for a long time, and I don't think they exist. <laughs> <laughs> you are like my dad. Uh, <laughs> I don't like them. All right, let's get a quick tour update before we dig into SideQuest side section. I can do this and, quick. And a little We Are Stupid. Um, new show went up. It's a holly jolly Christmas this year. Back again in Philadelphia, <laughs> ladies show of the and gentlemen. Year. Best show of the year. My favorite. Certainly my favorite. Indie show is arguably always the best of the year. Uh, <laughs> that video uh, hopefully came out today. Uh, that was the plan. Um, but, man, the Philly show. Christmas, forget about it. And those tickets went on sale and cooked. Fastest sales of Last the year. week they went on sale on Friday, right? Yep. Last Friday they went on sale. We're recording this Tuesday. They're half gone. Yep. Over half. half. tickets are gone. Over, over half. Over half, yep. Is that true, McDermott? <laughs> He's so low key. Like I'm expecting him to yell at me. He had two uh, Yinglings in his hand. <laughs> I imagine just like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is more than half sold, which is phenomenal. 80% of VIP gone. Actually, this friend that I talked to was like, so another friend of ours reached out to me and was like, you know, Joe, it looks like he's coming to Philadelphia. I was looking at his social media and uh, she has never seen me before. She's one of my best friends. She's never been to one of these shows. She has no interest in gaming. She doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, I think we're going to come and see you this year. And I was like, I'm not trying to be an obnoxious asshole, but you got to kind of get on it. <laughs> it's like, it's going to sell. It's actually going to sell out. Uh, and, and I've used my comps. And she was like, and City Winery? Holy oh, yeah. shit. You know, so it is. It's a great venue. People in Philly know that venue. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just a cool place. So please come. And it is a Christmas party for the whole nation. Oh, my God. Don't Ugly forget. Like, wear your lore. Christmas sweater. I'm usually like, in a onesie. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That venue was sick last year. Now we're playing three city wineries in a row. Uh, so I'm excited. Boston is going to be in a couple of weeks. We might sell out Boston, dude. You know, taking a little time off from Boston was was a great idea. I'm so glad we did it. There's like 30-something tickets left. That's Please, amazing. Boston. That crowd sell that is so out. rowdy. Oh, my God. It's my, it's my homecoming show. You know, yeah. it's like you in Philly. And then we got St. Louis and Chicago. Last week, St. Louis sold out. But then the venue... You know why I love Boston? Mm. Because it's like Asheville, but just more Irish. <laughs> it's like it's just an Irish fired up, yeah. but like it's all Irish people. It's They're the good. Usually have a little too many, which is fun. I it's like, like one of the only ones looks, where I yeah. really do these days. I like reserve that one show a year yeah. where like, I mean, I think it's in the hype video. It's just like me carrying a case of beer <laughs> on the stage. It's the show where you threw out your arm cheering for yourself. <laughs> for myself. Yeah, because you were so like... Uh, uh, dehydrated from drinking. <laughs> That's the only reason. My arm came right out of the socket. I, I mean, so yeah. It's, I, I always say it's it's one of my favorite shows, if not my favorite, just because of the crowd. And I feel like it's the one crowd that uh, likes me. And then uh, <laughs> and then October. So so we got St. Louis and Chicago. St. Louis was sold out, and then the Booker reached, or not the Booker, but like the house manager reached out to me last week and was like, "Yo, we can open up the wall to release sixty more tickets if you want." And I was like. Well, let's do it. We, we've got three months before that show. We'll, there are people who, who missed out on these. Even if we don't sell all 60, because I like the, the idea of a sellout, let's put them up. So there were 60 more tickets that were released, and we still had VIPs left, like 25 VIPs. So grab those. Chicago, you're doing better. You're doing better, but you have to do a lot better, or we won't be back for at least two years, if ever. If ever. You heard it here first, Which Chicago. is so sad. because want to I... be like New York? I'm never playing New York again. Dude, New York makes you feel bad about yourself. Guaranteed we will not play New York in 2024. Actually, I never put that together before. That is very New York of New York. Yep. It's just like, you, you're not good enough. It's all talk, though. Like, yeah, yeah, I can hang out Saturday night. 
That's New York. Those are the New York crowds. And then we put up tickets. Like, oh, I can't. <laughs> I got a uh, thing. Fuck. So we're not doing New York this year. Uh, and I have no plans on doing New York next year. I just sent our tour manager my 2024 plan. And there's no New York on there. So fuck you, New York. Chicago, do you want to be in there? Do you want to be in there? Do you want to wait until 2026? Try me, Chicago. <laughs> Try me. This is clearly our first uh, FOD with a beer in a while. This is fantastic. <laughs> I'll fire it up. I'll fire it up. Did you just buy single cans? or I just bought two single cans. That's for good. It's for the best. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, we should probably uh, share that we're drinking Other Half Green City. Yeah, uh, Brooklyn's own. double hazy IPA. Brooklyn's own other half Green City. Great, great, great beer that was recommended to me by my brother-in-law, Russ, uh, who I hope is listening right now. Thank you, you, Russell. Have you been to the brewery? I have not. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I, I would love to go there, actually. Yeah, it's you could go right now. Um, we I should used... do a field trip that's like, we're making content. I'm doing uh, finger quotes right yeah. now. We, got, we have to do content for the network. If we did that, we should... Oh, McTee's got his... <laughs> he's, he's sneaking in there. <laughs> Oh, he wants a second. No, I still have half full beer. He was like bringing me a yingle. He's bringing us yinglings. <laughs> a little fresh yingle. I'm never going to turn down a fresh yingle. A little uh, lager, John. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess some of the local stuff. <laughs> some of the local if stuff. If we did a, a field trip, we should do it at Single Cup. Have you been to Single Cup, McD? You could talk. Uh, no. <laughs> he just knows. Just like, where do you even go? Yeah, no, I haven't. It's right down the street, and we are, yeah, our, stu- our old studio was even closer, and we never went as a group. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, no, we never went as a group. I went with Nick Lowe multiple times. You I don't know I've if we been. ever went, McD, to single cut. We may have. No. No. I found out about one of my favorite board games I've ever played at single cut. They have board games. Yeah, no, yeah. Board game. Roll through the ages. I you played, I was with you and your father-in-law we played. That. Yes. Well, McD, found the, it reason, there. the reason I ask is, as community manager, I think there's one community you're neglecting, which is the employees. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I do basically nothing for you guys. <laughs> I think we need a field trip. I mean, oh. Mick D comes up from Philly every single time we record in the studio. It's amazing. And he's in here now because CJ, who usually does the audio, is, is on vacation. And McDermott's in there handling all the audio, doing all the map stuff, handling uh, you know checks for pickups, things you know we need to fix at the end of the show, and then is, also has to get out 19 social posts well, like during that time. <laughs> That's true. I got to get back to that. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a double. Poor Francis worked a double last night, too. He was here until midnight and then showed back up at 8 a.m. Dude, you know what Francis was working on? What is Francis working on? Voyagers of the Jump Season <gasps> 2. Dude, oh, underway! The jump! The jump! Uh, a lot going on. This Last year, you know, as the year ended, we had so much going on, it was just kind of like, <laughs> that's dust coming out of the, an old man's penis. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Nothing. And then Blood of the Wild started coming, and now there's too much content. This year, we've made it a point to make sure that the content machine will keep rolling. People don't like say it when I say content machine, but you know what? It is gross. It's heartless. Uh, it's soulless. That's what it is. But we are a content machine. Yeah, but that's not something to aspire to. No? W- what you should aspire to is making one beautiful thing. We make a lot of beautiful things. We We're do. like Picasso and Van Gogh. If they met up with Salvador Dali and Frito Kala and then hung out at a dinner with Jesus <laughs> and Gandhi. <laughs> that, rem- that explains <laughs> us. If you ever needed the Glasgow Network summed up in a, uh, in a modest uh, one sentence, I think that would be it. Uh, it's no wonder certain people hate us. Oh, boy. Well, um, Dude, I don't want to stop doing this at all. This is fantastic. Well, this is what they, this is what, this puts asses in the seats. This is great, though, because like some, I think there'll be a t- point where we could do some uh, cannon fodders in here for the new cannon fodder. We might, oh, I presume we'll be doing several in here. Timing will work out in such a way that we can yeah. do that. But we want to keep them fresh. You know, we can't pre record cannon fodders like we can other shows because cannon fodder needs to be much more immediate. And cut, it's August, dude. And we've done it. We said we were going to do it. It's pretty much every Tuesday we record the next day's cannon fodder. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, we said in January, like, let's try to stick to this, you know, and, and we've had like a week off, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Gen Con week. Um, but otherwise, yeah, we've been, we've been rocking and rolling on the FOD, which is freaking great. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's talk a little side quest side session. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, down. I was listening to this week's episode. Uh, remember now I'm, I'm spread really thin. Yeah. I'm playing Legacy of the Ancients. I'm playing Blood of the Wild. I'm running Get in the Trunk. I am playing in uh, Gatewalkers. Are you enjoying any of this? Yeah. 
Okay. I'm enjoying all of it. Okay. But like, I'm so in the zone that like, we actually uh, haven't recorded SideQuest Side Session in like six weeks almost. Yeah. It was like way before Gen Con, we had to like get way ahead and we did. And now, tomorrow, we're recording next week's episode. Right. So if so, you're listening to this now, we are recording. So we have, we know as much of the story as you do right now yeah. in SideQuest Side Session. Well, I know a little more. And so I was <laughs> listening to, ke- to remind myself of where we are you know, yeah. get caught up and everything like that. And I just couldn't help loving SideQuest Side Sesh. Like, as, you know, as I'm re-listening to it, it's different than Gatewalkers. It is a different sort of vibe, different feeling. And the freedom and looseness with which I, am, I feel and approach the game uh, is something that I really, really enjoy. And so I'm, I'm loving it. And I'm going to be sad when it ends. But that's a good thing. You know what I mean? It's like great things should come in small packages. And... There will be another time for SideQuest Side Sesh, which I, I very much so am looking forward to after listening. I feel like 210 was a, uh, a, a quintessential SideQuest Side Sesh kind of episode where we, we played the game, we did the mechanics, we moved through the story. We didn't just shit around, but man, did we laugh a lot. And we, had, and we were goofy. But you know what I mean? All at the same time. It was great. It, it, it came at the right time for us. You know, we were on the fence for a long time. We knew we, we wanted to, like, slow down on strange aeons so that we could really focus on gatewalkers. But I'm such a stickler for making sure that there's still content going. I don't want to take weeks off, especially where it's been so long since Giant Slayer ended. And this was like a real, I don't want to say risk for us, but we were really on the fence. Like, do we really want to add this to our workload, especially with... with Is it going to take away from other stuff? That's really what it comes down to. Because at the end of the day, we enjoy playing games. But when you're playing 15 different games, it can sometimes... It takes away... Yeah, dilutes. Um, But we we did it, and I'm... I'm so glad. And the general vibe that I'm getting, I, I see it in the comments on the YouTube videos. I see it on, on Reddit. There was a post last week, uh, someone talking about like, man, what a great idea to bring back SideQuest Side Sesh. It's just been a great palate cleanser and really gets us back to a special time. It, it's impossible to capture the first season of SideQuest Side Sesh. You know, it's impossible to capture. Why the, try? What's happening in the world? But we found a way to kind of do it. That vibe of silly... Strange Aeons is silly, but it has gra- gravitas. This is is silly, too. Um, and nobody told Jared that. Yeah. We weren't like, when you make your character, make sure that... And Jared hates silly. Yes. You know, he was pretty clear that at Session Zero's of Blood of the Wild, he was like, I don't, I'm not interested in playing a silly campaign. Like, I right. really want to delve into these characters. Do I want to have comedy and laugh all the time absolutely but i don't want you to be a teddy bear leshy right exactly like i don't just want to be goofy for goofy's sake so nobody told him that and he makes rufus who is a a, a, an interesting deep weird character who is also happens to be hilarious (laughs) and uh and i feel like a lot of us have gone down that path you know uh um balthazar is uh, a very serious and very strange character who is so twisted and hilarious. You know what I mean? Yeah. All at the same time. And Karazor is just an iconic character on the network. So there's just a lot of great stuff coming out of it. And I felt like I felt like this week this week's episode just really captured a lot of that because we got into exploration. We got into, you know, moving in these caves. And you're doing clearly what are like little mini games in the in the adventure and having us roll different skill checks as we're passing through. Let me ask you about that first. So yeah. As you're looking at this module, uh, we're passing through these like difficult uh, cave areas and stuff. It's like you choose: you want to do acrobatics to you know finally move along the edges. Do you want to do athletics to just jump over it? Do you want to do whatever? And uh, now you have to move through this intense briar patch. Mm. Do you want to? uh, You got to use survival to figure out or nature for how to get rid of these things. When you are uh, preparing this, or even what you're looking at in the pre-written. What are the failure options for a full total failure of the whole party? Because you obviously have to move things along. So, like, what, what do you <laughs> right. do? Is it what's the penalty if everybody fails? They're Is it all, just like damage? Is it just like you lose time? They're all different. Like, uh, you know, I don't want to lift the veil too much because you haven't finished the adventure yet. But obviously, these well, we bad. finished those obstacles. You did finish those obstacles, and uh, I mean, I think the general penalty for these particular ones that you're dealing with is just damage. So it weakens you up 
for the fight that you're about. For the following to encounter. Yeah. And to you guys' credit, because my fear is that someone is just going, I guess I imagine when you're playing society play, there just must be a couple dweebs who are like, I would like to heal every second that I take damage. And I, I applaud you guys for leaning into it and just being like, oh, all right, so we, we can't. And so I was trying to impress upon you, like, listen, if you want to stop, you can, but there'll be this penalties. And I, there are penalties that are written in there and others that I came up with because I really want you to keep moving. If you take a little damage, you'll just be a little weaker for the next fight. And you guys leaned into it. But for these particular ones, uh, I'm just looking here to make sure. Yeah, it's damage. It's just worse and worse damage. And then, like, critical failures add conditions that last for hours. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so That's cool. Success is damage. Failure is more damage. Critical failure is more damage and a condition. So, like, okay. you could go through these, and if you have a real rough go of it, you know, you're coming on the other side, beat up with, you know, uh, straddled with several conditions. Yeah, saddled with several con- straddled. Straddled? That's disturbing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we love side quest side session. Well, um, I'll tell you what. How about a little round of applause for us? Because Professor Eric reviews this entire episode, of which there are multiple rounds of combat, and we didn't do anything wrong, apparently. I feel like you're going to get the same thing out of Gatewalkers. I feel like we're cooking with gas. I Maybe. 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 I do worry about Gatewalkers because, obviously, we're so far ahead. Like, somebody's going to catch something. Professor Eric's going to be like, can't do this. And yeah. we're going to be like, all right, we'll fix that in 12 weeks. Yeah. Well, we've uh, got a couple but, of those things between episodes. And you're very good in Gatewalkers where if, if something seems too good to be true, you're immediately <laughs> like, well, that's 100% wrong. <laughs> it's so funny. I, <laughs> I went to, uh, even today, like, this is why people uh, online hate me. And I, like I get it, but like I would go to these guys after the the session. I tell them flat out, I'm like, I don't like how powerful your character is. You clearly <laughs> did something wrong. Stop. Cheating. Let me see your sheet. And then I say, let me see your sheet. And uh, and everybody is like more than happy to and love showing me. And they're like, well, you know, tell me if I'm doing something wrong. You know what I mean? Like let let's look into it. And uh, and I love and I honestly love it. Like I'm being facetious about how I approach it, but I really am always. I'm, I always want to be a student of the game, of yeah. every class, of every ancestry. Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, how are you getting those bonuses? What is that build that's, that's allowing that to happen? And it's so much fun to see, you know, that kind of thing, uh, to, to understand things about other classes that I never knew that now I'll know, like, you know, by second nature. Just be like, bam. I, I totally get why that was a, a thing. And so recently... Um, for example, today, I won't go into great detail, but it was just something about the fighter class that I never knew. And I was just like, when I learned it, I was like, oh, I never knew. That. I haven't played a fighter in 2E. And I was like, that is really cool to know. And honestly, it's something that I'm not going to forget. Because it's not like a weird, strange, like outside ability. This is something that all fighters have. And I am like, oh, this is really interesting. Now I'm starting to see, from a game design perspective, how these classes are so different from each other mm-hmm. in how they're built. It's not just about abilities. It's about like... Uh, proficiencies and how uh, they how proficiency works at so many different tiers is getting really really interesting to me as I get deeper into other classes. It's really it's really fun. Yeah, I always feel like an outsider looking in because I don't play a lot. I certainly don't play a lot of two E. I just run it, and so when I hear you guys talk about it, talk about things, I'll just start looking it up. I'll look it up on Demiplane, and I'll see like, oh, okay, that's how that works. Oh, that's interesting, you know, because what I'm, when I study, I'm studying just basic universal rules. I'm not studying like how the psychic class works. Right. Um, so when people do things, I just, I go with trust until I hear different. But if something sounds a little weird, I'll be looking it up like, oh, okay, wait, what's that ability called? What's that spell called? I don't go with trust at all. I don't, <laughs> no, you I, go the opposite. I don't, well, I just don't, it's not that I distrust everyone, it's that I don't put and I don't think about the person that's saying it at all. I just listen to what's being said, and I think like, how does that all you know piece together mm-hmm. from a game design standpoint, right? From a character building standpoint, and usually for everything that seems so good, there's like a downside. Yeah. And there was an incident with one of the characters on another day, where I went after the session. I said, "How can you do that?" And the person was like, "Hmm, like you know, finger to the side of their nose." <laughs> Because a little bit after this, I am going to be so weak from doing it that I can't do this for a while. That is so cool. I I love hearing that. You know, I I try to not say that kind of stuff on air because it drags things to a halt. But I do love learning about how, you know, all these different abilities uh, abilities synergize and balance. You know, Yeah, the drawbacks. They've done a – I think it's much more prevalent in 2E than we ever saw this in 1E. Is like there are sometimes you can stretch your powers to like a new limit. But there is a trade-off 
you know, like you're a little bit blah, blah, blah afterwards, or you're a little bit, I don't want to, I don't want to give away what's actually happening because I'm thinking of it. <laughs> Even like, as we get into these like uh, deviant abilities, you know, because this is a big part of the Gatewalkers Adventure Path. We were playing today and something came over like, oh my God, we forgot all about like really, really cool stuff. We're like, yes, you now are super powerful, but there's always a chance X, Y, and Z could happen. X, Y, and Z could happen. Well, while we, it seems like we didn't make any mistakes, there is a topic that Professor Eric has brought before the class okay. for debate, which I, I really appreciate. I really love. Uh, so let's get into it. He writes uh, this, this question regarding reactions. Specifically, when do you get your reaction? Okay, so ah, this, is, <laughs> this is amazing because uh, the... In in the show, uh, in the episode, you were so excited to show off the ability that King Wapitis, Wabitis, Wabikis. King Wabikis had called insert it here. Uh, what, what is it? <laughs> I uh, think it's called insert it here. <laughs> insert it here, <laughs> which is uh, yeah, yeah Wabikis. <laughs> uh, he's a party animal. Wait, I've got his his stat block right here. It was something where he can uh, as an uh, as an action or as a reaction, his allies can move or something. They can use their reaction to move during his turn. Uh, yes, I believe it is called squad tactics. Squad it's one tactics. action. It's auditory and linguistic. Wabikis directs his guards to a more strategic position each guard can spend their reaction to stride so and you were so excited about this yes and i was like but the problem is they don't have their reactions because they hadn't gone yet he had rolled the higher initiative and you were like ah fuck duh and you retconned your whole turn pulled it all back it basically ruined the combat for you and we trounced you know the guards because of it yeah so Professor Eric writes in and he says, regarding reactions before initiative, as long as you're generally consistent for both players and GM monsters, any ruling is fine. Yeah. I think over the past few years, the most common uh, interpretation has evolved to unless one side was ambushed, everyone has their reaction before the first turn. This is, again, just his opinion based on a ton of games with a lot of different players and different GMs, not just his, his home game. Uh, however, he does acknowledge that it is still a hotly debated topic whenever it flares back up. I think the consensus is more based on, quote, it's typically more fun to get to use your reactions than not. And maybe a bit on GMs getting tired of arguing about it, you know, with players. So, hold on, one more. I got a lot, so yeah. All right, go ahead, go ahead. It made me think of stuff, because I think that the only reason we would think that you don't do it is a carryover from first edition. Nope, it's like in the, the rules There's of a Pathfinder. part of our brain that makes us think like, oh, you don't get that because you're flat-footed until your turn You starts, don't get it. And you don't. In I the, don't see that. Show me. In the rules of the core rulebook of Pathfinder 2E, once your first turn begins, you gain your actions and reaction. Okay. You can use one reaction per round. Now, once your first turn begins, you, you gain, gain your, your actions, actions and reactions, which is reaction. exactly what I was saying. Okay, so okay? You, you were right, and I wouldn't change it. The core rulebook also says: Here we go. Your reactions let you respond immediately to what's happening around you. The GM determines whether you can use reactions before your first turn begins, depending on the situation <laughs> in which the encounter happens. So it is, and that actually proceeds where it says on your first turn you get your actions and reaction. When I'm looking, so what I was basing it off of was less of the reaction paragraph, which is where this comes from, and more on what we learned here on fodder about things like slowed, mm -hmm. the slowed condition, right? Where it's like when you get slowed, you don't lose an action in that current turn. You don't regain one action when you would regain actions, and so I always I. I, I piled those together. Your three actions and your one reaction come to you at the start of your turn. And so that's what I was basing my initial reaction off of, uh, reaction, so to speak, off of when in the episode I was like, I don't think you can do that. But I think that it is pretty clear that it is totally GM discretion mm -hmm. on whether reactions happen before the combat or not. And what, press, or what Professor Eric is saying is, Generally speaking, the community has decided that you can use your reactions before uh, unless you are f like fully ambushed. Yeah. Like a real surprise attack kind of situation. Yeah, it's funny because like you, you know that Paizo, this was like they were writing this and there was a little pushback. It was, pushback. It was like, let's just make it super unclear. <laughs> That's what they must do. I mean, or super clear 
or and it's ambig- amb- ambiguous. Let's let GMs decide. Right, right. The GM determines whether you can use reactions before your first turn begins, depending on the situation in which the encounter happens. Next sentence. On, once your first turn begins, you gain your actions and reactions. So that's your general, or that's your specific, and the general, yeah. So what would you say? I think that I'd probably... Now, because my immediate thing when I heard you say the first thing is like, oh, no, you were right. But now I think that like, no, they were ready and they should be able to respond to Wabiki's their king. Um, just because they didn't go in the initiative, it's it's unnecessarily hamstrings them, especially in a fight when they just fell immediately. You know, it's less interesting of a encounter. Great. I agree with you. Yeah. You ready for me to blow your mind? Yeah. What about when their turn comes one turn, like the next turn? Like it's Wabiki's. Then it's the next. Then it's his turn. The next, the guard's turn. Mm-hmm. Does he get a new reaction? All right. So it's round one. He has not acted yet. The guards have not acted yet. Wabikis has to use his action, and on on Wabikis' turn, and then it comes to the guards' turn. No. Yeah. Wabikis uses his action to squad tactics. Yeah. They both use their reaction. If it's in the same round, he doesn't get a second reaction. You only get one reaction per round. But it resets on your turn. It does, but I feel like the trade-off here is like, if I'm going to use They used it, it early. I used it early. So it's, starting at the second round, yes. when Wabikis goes and uses squad tactics, do they get their reaction, even though they have not had their next turn yet? Yes, I think so, because it's a new round. You still get one reaction per round. And it refreshes if, at the first of the round, whoever's going. If you decide to uh, allow reactions to happen before your turn, then they're burned in that round, and they reset at the top of the next round. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like, are we all okay here with the fact that reactions are happening before someone's turn? Great. So now they're resetting at the top of a round. Uh, I think that's the only... Because otherwise you can be like, well, I should get another reaction. And I think it's better. Like, Well, you have somebody who could, from squad tactics, move up, then have their turn and immediately be ready for an AOO yeah. you know, right after that. And the reason that it wouldn't work is like you're basically saying there was a surprise round. I used my reaction in the surprise round and I'm going to use it again in the first round. <laughs> right. You know, it could get OP real fast. And, and the game is not meant to be that way. Um, so yeah, that's how I would rule it. But you know what? Other GMs might rule it a different way. Totally. There are and, GMs that I imagine are just like, eh, have fun. Have seven reactions. I don't fucking care. Seven reactions. Oh, okay, I'm going to kill you anyway. Uh, the Yeah, but ultimately, I think that where Professor Eric comes down on it is the way that he comes down on most things. Professor Eric is wise. It's why we like Professor Eric. He's wise. His main, and fair. His main point comes down to one simple word consistency mm-hmm. you know whatever you do you know whatever it is just like be consistent with it. and you can change it for a combat where it's clearly an ambush you know what i mean where you're, yeah. your characters are so caught off guard you are not going to get your reactions before your first turn uh okay let's go back the only thing I'm you know i did this. with is being inconsistent now now i've del- delved into this i'm 99 percent sure i did this against you what in strange aeons what episode 70 70 something. Okay. Episode 70 something. Earlier in the year. Outside the jail complex mm-hmm. on the moon. Against the. Uh, against the guard outside yeah, who fired a, a fireball. What was he? A, uh, not a wraith, not a goblin, a ghoul. Ghoul. And he, he got us all in a group. Yep. And then he shot a fireball at us. Yes. You reactioned twice in that round. Well, I reactioned, no, just, just on the first one, uh-huh. you know, but I had not acted yet. And I used a reactionary spell to divert some of that damage. Never occurred to me at the time. It's like, use a reaction. I did. You know, now that you mentioned that, I do remember seeing comments being like, you don't get your reaction until you start your turn. Really? Yeah. I, uh, did. I did. I'm not, I'm 100% sure I saw that, but it never like sunk in. You know, sometimes you do something like, huh, huh. I don't really care. It was fun. <laughs> uh, otherwise, I was going to fuck them up with two fireballs in a row. So <laughs> right. Fine. Oh, that was the other thing is you cheated on the two fireballs in a row. Yeah, I think I did. You gave him a surprise round. I basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he rolled like a 29 initiative or so a much 32 being, initiative. I told you, something. the only thing I'm good about being consistent with is inconsistency. Inconsistency. But you know what the inconsistency comes from? Uh, lack of confidence in the rules. You know what I mean? Because like my inconsistency, going back to Giant Slayer, is that sometimes I will, re- I will read a thing a certain way, preface a thing a certain way, and then when it starts to come out and play, realize that I completely fucking bungled the prep and the interpretation. And then when it goes to shit, I have no recourse but to start uh, like trying to react on tilt to try and make up for the fact that I didn't – I prepped the wrong 
the wrong way. Yeah. And so that's where the inconsistency comes is because I'm not trying to um, cheat the system or like, fuck you guys. I'm trying to make up for the fact that now you're about to annihilate an encounter that is not meant to be annihilated. Annihilated. It's supposed to be a, a fun, like, tricky encounter. And I'm not trying to kill you. I think a lot of people misinterpret it as like, Troy just wants to win, win, win. I could care less about winning. I actually love when you guys win. It, it makes my job a lot easier. Um, but it's about making sure that I'm providing the appropriate challenge. And mm-hmm. when I fuck up the prep, and then it, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to stop this in one round because I misread one thing. That's when I start getting a little cheeky. Yeah. I do the same thing. I, I never take any delight in, in killing a character or winning a, a combat from the GM chair. Um, but I get really, really upset when I don't feel like I've laid a proper challenge in front of the players. So it really bothers me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I do hate it when I mess up in their favor. I like it much more when I mess up in my favor in the sense that like I don't like it. Like It makes me upset. I'm sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I'll make it up to you in another way. It's easier to make that up than it is to like make up when your mistake made it too easy. Then when you try to correct it, 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 it makes you look bad. And, and they, you know, they can catch you on something and it stinks. Well, this is why I don't relent a lot when I get, when people try to game like, oh, can I do th- what if, Can I do this? Can I do that? And they seem like perfectly reasonable things. But I'm just so worried that like, if I say yes, it's going to throw off the balance of something that is already not like super hard. It's going to make something way easier. Even easier. Yeah. You know, and you guys, man, spoiler alert for the Gatewalkers uh, crew. They are. You guys are coming right out of the gate trying to get it nickel and diving me. I'm like, oh my god, is this what's going to be for 150 episodes? And so I tend to ha- provide more pushback because it's safer just to say no. Yeah, but I'm trying to get better at saying yes in ways where I don't think it's going to be game breaking. But man, you guys are really, you're really pushing it. Yeah, saying no, uh, it's part of your job as a GM. Part of your job, you got to say no. You can't say yes to everything. It would ruin being, the game. It's like being a parent. Sometimes you got to say no. Sometimes you got to say no. Uh, well, that's all I got, buddy. Uh, do you have anything else uh, for today? Man, what a fun thought. Good thought. It's good to be back in the room. You get a nice, nice rich sound here. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just so excited. We're, we really, I really feel like we're back in it. Uh, eight episodes in the can, and that's it. This is the last that we're going to record before we launch on September 14th. You going to be watching live or are you going to be watching football? Uh, that's Thursday Night Football. Yeah. Yeah. What's the game that night? Do you know? I don't know. That's week two. That would be, be a the, good game. It would be the, the leadoff game of week two. I'm not. I'm. I'm probably gonna watch football, but I'll have like I'll I'll have it on on my phone. Oh, you know who's playing? Who? Uh, Vikings Eagles. Get out of here! <laughs> That's a good game. Nope, I won't be watching. Yeah, I guess uh, not. Session one. <laughs> well, Joe won't be there, but hopefully all of you will be. I'm actually really really excited for session zero, even more so than episode one. So I'm I'm, I'm very excited for everybody. You are? That's this Friday, eight o'clock yeah, Eastern. Twitch.tv slash The Glass Cannon. Uh, dude, this is awesome. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, everybody check it out this Friday. And uh, yeah, I mean, next week, hopefully we'll have more uh, news on labs next week. Yep. Uh, I'll see what is coming back and when. And um, if. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I know, because now we're getting to that point where it's like, you want to run a game? It's just like being with your friends at home. Right. You want to run a game? No, I don't no, want to. No, man, I'll play. You wanna, I'll play something. <laughs> you want to run something? No, I don't want to run something. Uh, but yeah, I... I McDermott's like just in my ear. He's like, aliens, alien. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get it done. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. Have a gr- fantastic one and uh, enjoy Session Zero this Friday. We'll see you next week. Bye. We're back. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.